0: I <laughs> do
1: was it to use the word lisp when it has an s in it hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world each week my guests and i will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and retrobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... (coughs) The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, and we are completely live and unedited. What could possibly go wrong? So without any further ado, let us embrace this week's darkness. Let me start by introducing tonight's guest panel. First, the evanescent and mysterious Heather Morris. She has been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows she is now one of the leading audio and evp experts with the international paranormal society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show heather has spent all week pampering her pet cow but then got spoiled milk welcome to the show (laughs) heather hello thank you for coming back you come back each week you get abused you go home and then you come back for more i try it's very impressive We also have with us the analytical and sceptical mind of Kim Gore. Kim is also a talented and valued member of the International Paranormal Society. Kim thought this week about how mothers feed their babies with small spoons and forks. So I wondered if mothers from Asian countries are using toothpicks. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. Finally on tonight's show, I wish to introduce the calm and unflappable Greg Gore. He is married to Kim and we shall see if this is still the case after tonight's show. Greg is a paranormal investigator and tech expert. He owns and operates more cameras and leads than the BBC outside broadcast department. He is also a sound engineer and producer. Greg has wondered all week if fish get thirsty welcome to the show greg (laughs) hello we are series two episode five how did we get to five so quickly it only seems like yesterday we were doing series two episode one quite remarkable five's a very important number i don't know if you're aware of this we employ of course the five second rule of thumb when dropping food on the floor i did see a survey You can go onto uh, YouTube and see this. It was done by scientists. They did experiments to see that if you drop food on the floor for five seconds, if there's less or more bacteria than if it's sat there for a period of time. Do you see what I mean? And the results were the five second rule doesn't exist. Once it's dropped on the floor, it has the same amount of bacteria on it than if you left it there for 10 minutes. Yes,
2: we kind of figured that.
1: Okay, I'm just backing that up with scientific evidence. You know, (laughs) know, the historian in me wants to uh, obviously present facts. So there we go. Five is the most common number of gears on a car, of course, unless you're my mother. In which case, the number is two. And uh, we still have the video film of her failing her driving test. And the underwater shots were fantastic. In Cantonese, five sounds like the word not. So you need to be careful not to get five and not muddled up in Cantonese. So you can have one, two, three, four, not apparently so the drink five alive actually means not alive in china so you could go for a nice refreshing glass of dead apparently <laughs> <laughs> this is all true i tell you members of the nation of gods and earths which is an african-american religious organization call themselves the five percenters because they believe only five percent of the earth is enlightened so let's hope they never visit walmart because they'll end up calling themselves <laughs> the zero presenters of course Fabulous. <laughs> I just want to mention, I'd like to uh, welcome all of our new listeners. We're now um, being streamed on Dark Matter Radio. You can access that on darkmatterradio.net. What I will say is, where have you been for the last two years? We're now into our second year of the show. But remember, you can access all of our previous shows if you're interested and you're listening on Dark Matter Radio. If you're interested in our previous shows, everything is archived on soundclouds so if you go to MQ ta radio on soundcloud you can access all of our previous shows we've got two years worth of shows on there and i'd love for you to join us we're going to jump straight into the round that is ghosts and hauntings It's been a very good week for ghosts and hauntings in the news i have a story here says the x-files revealed police receive over 150 calls about paranormal encounters by the way it's uh, interesting that they're now reviving this has been in the news over the last couple I of weeks. Saw it. The X-files. Yay. I had a huge crush on Gillian Anderson when I was uh, younger.
2: She's going to be in Minneapolis in May.
1: She's also not interested in me, if uh, you understand what we're <laughs> I saying get it, there, yeah. I, get it. I also had a huge crush on Joan Jett as well when I was younger and she's someone else would
2: not interested in you <laughs> interested in me
1: either so my my life is just littered in in, in even my fantasy women are rejecting me is what i'm saying <laughs> i was the type of kid that would have pretend friends and then my pretend friends wouldn't actually talk to me which is rather <laughs> distressing it says police have received a whopping 152 calls about paranormal encounters including ufo sightings and reports of ghosts witches and zombies in the uk A Freedom of Information request has revealed this week there are plenty of people who believe in things that go bump in the night. West Midlands Police received 29 calls from members of the public who endured a close encounter of the third kind with aliens. No fewer than 43 folk were spooked by ghosts and 73 were the victims of witchcraft. Remember, this is just a small area of policing. This is in the West Midlands Police. It's not the whole country. It's just a small area like you'd have uh, county police departments do you see what i mean so this just accounts for the people that have called in in the west midlands other incidents are simply labeled paranormal because they were unexplained most of the paranormal claims stretching from 2009 to 2014 were filed under the no further police action required or advice given because obviously the police are the font of all paranormal knowledge And I'm totally open to metaphysical suggestions. (laughs) But officers took a February 2010 report of a witch a little more seriously, which led to an arrest. I wonder how you could be arrested. I'd have to look into that a bit more and see what she actually did. Probably using eyes of newt and things like that. The RSPCA are not so keen on poking the eyes out of newts. (laughs) The supernatural stampede has moved the force to issue advice if you see lights in the sky or a headless horseman. That'd be an interesting police sketch, wouldn't it, of a headless horseman? It wouldn't be that useful because there's no distinguishing features, I'm guessing. (laughs) Sir, could you tell me what the headless horseman looked like? I can't remember his face. (laughs) Mind you, it could have been under his arm, to be fair. A West Midlands police spokesman said, While the figures can seem amusing, behind some of these supernatural calls may a deeply troubled individual or a person wasting valuable police time, which would be better spent preventing real crimes. In the three years up until 2014, the emergency line was used to report 15 ghosts, 55 witches and two zombies. That sounds like the perfect Halloween party to me. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to go to that. Nick Duffy, leading light of the West Midlands ghost, believes police are enduring the fallout from TV shows such as Most Haunted and are hiking the number of paranormal groups. That is true, actually, of X-Files after X-Files originally came out back in the day. There was a huge increase in UFO sightings on the back of that show. So that is true. He said, when we started in 1989, we were the only group or ghost hunting group in the Midlands. Six years ago, there were 70 and I stopped counting after that. Uh, The West Midlands is Birmingham. If anyone knows Birmingham, it's the second biggest city in Britain. So if anyone's heard of that, if you call a paranormal group, they will not come out of your house without something happening. And there is a real problem. Do you think if you employ a paranormal team to come into your house, even if you're not giving them money, but you're saying, come and look and see what's going on in my house, do you think there's an expectation that they would then want that paranormal team to come out and say, yes, we've got video of this and audio of that and… Do you think, I mean, I'm mean, i I'm big enough and ugly enough that when I'm called out to investigate a building, if someone's having problems, if I don't find anything and we don't hear anything and nothing's recorded and nothing comes up on our equipment, I'm quite happy to say nothing happened. That doesn't mean it's not haunted, of course. It just means it didn't happen while I was there. So the question I'm asking, I guess, is, is there an expectation that less scrupulous groups would come out and want to present something? Just see what I mean?
2: Absolutely. I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay, you're not getting points for that. I was just <laughs> just interested. It says these figures are also a byproduct of most haunted and all the American rubbish, it says on here. So, surely, what? surely there is no. What are
2: they talking about? I can't believe rubbish.
1: there's paranormal American rubbish shows. I, I just find that hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, oh. things like Ghostbait and Paranormal Challenge were obviously cerebrally engaging and showed a refreshing new perspective of the paranormal world. Or is what? that just me? sorry i'm experimenting with irony this week i do apologize there's no points for it of i've course, never but...
2: seen you iron before
1: no that's what i said to my mother when i saw her naked in recent years nick has also <laughs> that was a long Where's afternoon <laughs> we... yes dinner was very quiet that evening i must tell you, you got very...
2: dinner that evening
1: what i will say When I was a student, I came back to live with my parents in the summer holidays, because obviously when you're at university, summer holidays last two and a half years. So I came back (laughs) to the the house um, in my summer holidays. Unbeknownst to me, my mother, um, on her way to work, um, her friend would share a lift with her in the car. And I didn't realise, no one had let me in on this, but what would happen is that my mum's friend would ring the phone just once, the house phone, the landline. So you'd just hear it ring once. And then the woman had put the phone down. And that's a signal to my mother that within a couple of minutes, this woman's going to be at the end of our road. And my mother would walk out the house and get her lift to work. So they've got this arranged between them. Now, I'm a student. I've probably had a long night, you know, of of, uh, partying and excess. I don't sleep with anything on. I think pyjamas are something you should put under the pillow in case of a fire. So there's me sleeping with nothing on. I hear the phone ring, which wakes me up. I know in my parents' house that if that phone rings two or three times and isn't answered, the answering machine then kicks in. So I sprint out of bed naked. I don't know what the time is. Could be three o'clock in the afternoon. Could be 11 o'clock in the morning. No idea. I go running out into the hallway to try and grab the phone before the answering machine kicks in. There's my mother standing there, ironing her blouse for the day. She looks round at me. I'm standing there stark naked, okay? I didn't realise my mother was still in the house. I didn't realise they'd arranged this between themselves. She said the worst thing that you could say to a son at that point when I'm standing there naked. Is it cold out? That wasn't what was mentioned, no. This isn't Minnesota. (laughs) She looked down at the twig and berries and said... I've powdered that. That's why I I know, right? I said, yes, but it wasn't that big then, was it? And went back to sleep. But that was I don't even know why I'm telling you this story. But there's points to be had and I'm going to take two. Um, It says in my story in recent years, Nick has also been contacted by a concerned individual confronted by a polar bear. In the West Midlands, See, even polar bears have trouble with GPS. What did that woman think she saw in her garden in Birmingham? She thinks a polar bear came wandering through. On another occasion, this is what happens when the ice flows melt. The polar bears have nothing to do. So they're wandering through gardens and living in sheds in the West Midlands in Birmingham. If you're living in Birmingham, as we talk, just be careful when you open your shed at night because there could be a polar bear sleeping rough. On another occasion, he spoke to a woman who believed there was a werewolf in her garden. Obviously, silver chain-link fences are the way to go there, surely. (laughs) He said she hadn't seen it, but had heard growling and scratching from around the bins. I asked her if it could have been dogs. But it was a full moon, apparently. Do you
2: have raccoons there?
1: (laughs) No, we don't. Everything in Britain is small, brown, fluffy, and fairly innocuous. Possums? Nope. You can go through coyotes, no. Wolves, no. Squirrels? Yes, we do have... (laughs) You're always back with the squirrels, aren't you? Everything's squirrels with you. I don't know how you find that amusing that I say squirrel. I know I made I the mistake. It. Well, I pronounce all the, all the letters in a word. Yeah. but uh-huh. like Minnesota, where you just miss out the teal. What's or two? a soda? Well, it's just what you're drinking, isn't it? Mountain Dew is a soda, isn't it? Or am I getting confused? <laughs> now, squirrel. Yes, we squirrel. have squirrels. Brown. Brown and grey. The grey ones came over from America. I apparently. like the ones
2: with the little tufts on their ears.
1: Yes, they're the grey squirrels and they're
2: squirrels. <laughs> I knew it.
1: <sighs> yes, if you get me to say squirrel enough times
2: <sighs> yes. My job's done now. Your
1: job's done and you're on minus two. <laughs> No, the grey <laughs> squirrels aren't native to Britain. They came over on ships from America and they had uh, switchblades and tattoos and they scared all the red squirrels away. Aww. It's true. Squ- red squirrels, oh, for the <laughs> love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's your story next, Heather. What have you got tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? And the and first squirrels. and the first moment you trip up, it's gonna every time Give you trip up you're gonna get a minus one.
2: Give me a minute. No,
1: you're going straight in. Go for it. What have you got tonight?
2: Uh online witchcraft for hire causing a stir. People who practice witchcraft have been called many things over the years and principles is just one what of them. What was that, sorry? Principle.
1: Was just one of them. Yeah, okay. That, just checking. Whatever. There's minus one coming somewhere.
2: <laughs> a writer for The Daily Dot recently felt backlash from the online witching community after hiring a witch on the web to cast a spell in aid of their marriage. According to the story on the news website, the writer has taken to task by one com- commenter. One what? Commenter. Minus one? You're on <laughs> minus three. Keep going. Claiming to be a witch herself.
1: Okay. It's not that my ex was- wife, is it? Ooh, it might be. Controversial.
2: That was probably the dumbest thing you could have ever done.
1: Ain't that true? (laughs) I wake up up every day and think that. Not a minute of my life goes by where that's not considered. (laughs) Trust me.
2: Uh, The anonymous person wrote um speaking as a witch i would never cast a spell for anyone for payment that's ethically wrong the witch for hire business has had an online presence since at least 2012 when the service was banned by the popular auction website ebay that year the website prohibited users from selling items classified as metaphysical including potions curses and spells
1: so when we did stories a couple of years ago about ghosts trapped in bottles
2: yeah. yeah. There was
1: people stuffing cotton wool balls into bottles and saying they were ghost farts and selling them for vast sums of money. That was us. Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah. That paid for our holidays, I do recall, yeah.
2: However, some practitioners of witchcraft still offer their services, sometimes for a pretty penny. In two thousand thirteen, a self proclaimed psychic from Salem, Massachusetts. Allegedly charged a person more than sixteen thousand dollars to have a shield placed over him to protect him. Police told Salem News, an internet search of "wishes for hire" will bring several results, including UK-based woman who specialized in love spell casting for anyone who is twenty years of age or older. Why? Why what? Why do you have to be twenty years old to have a love I, spell? I've
1: I've no idea. I have a problem. I don't have a problem with witches and paganism because that comes from Britain and it's thousands of years older than Christianity. What I have a problem with, and people can argue with me and write in, is that you would do a love spell to force someone to like you against their will. It's outrageous. I yes. just I think that's remarkable and very cruel. And uh, when the spell wears off, you know, there's going to be, s- be some problems. But, you know, if someone doesn't want to be with you, Isn't it very selfish to then put a spell together to force them to be with you against their will seems remarkable to me. I don't see how that I think
2: there's a difference between having a love spell for a specific person and a love spell to try to find love or or bring your love to you not okay. a specific person do you yes. see what i mean absolutely
1: you can carry pieces of rose quartz in your pocket right. and rose quartz and is meant to that. attract people towards you absolutely but it, if it's someone who's specific because you can take a piece of someone's hair and you can
2: nail filings
1: Oh, you've done this have you talking from <laughs> used chewing gum
2: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you're aware of this,
1: Greg, but Heather's got a life-size bust of your head in the bedroom and uh, it's all made out of your used chewing gum. Um, (laughs) An icon. No, if you get a piece of hair from that person and you bind it and tie it together with your own hair. Done this, have you? You can put it in, and I'm just very well read, you can put it in an ice cube tray and freeze it with water so it's bonded together and you keep it in your freezer and that's how you do like a, a spell to get someone to like you. But I find hmm. that remarkable that you would do that. It seems very odd to me.
2: Although eBay banned the sale of spells, similar listings can still be found on websites like Etsy and Artfire. For instance, one shop on Artfire offers customers a number of spells, including hex reversals and weight loss spells, to the tune of $49 apiece.
1: Oh. I think the yeah. biggest question I have yeah, yeah. for the whole of this, uh, for your story in many respects, and I think this is on the, the lips of everyone who's listening um, is what's that got to do with ghosts and hauntings? We throw
2: witches, <laughs> we throw witches and zombies in there all the time.
1: Did we? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Everyone's yes. looking at it as if to say, "No, we do ghosts and haunting stories." No, we do witches too. So it was a, a thin, a thin week for you in terms of stories on ghosts and hauntings, no. was it? So, what, how many points do I give you for a story in ghosts Five. and hauntings that's got nothing to do with ghosts and hauntings? Five. Five. <laughs> well, as we know already in Cantonese. <laughs> the number five is not not.
0: you were just waiting for that good times
1: so you will be getting not Not. you're on minus three
2: you're on minus not
1: kim what have you got for us today in the round of ghosts and hauntings
0: a woman admits to digging up her dad's grave in search of a real will oh In Lancaster, New Hampshire, a woman told police she dug up her father's grave in search of his real will, but found only vodka and cigarettes, (laughs) has pled guilty.
1: Was He he must have been in spirit then, I'm guessing. Those (laughs) cigarettes will be the death of you, do you know that?
0: (laughs) Uh, Melanie Nash, 53, was one of four accused in the plan to open Eddie Nash's vault in Colbrook, then rifle through his casket. In a scene, a prosecutor compared to an Edgar Allan Poe story. Police said she felt she was shorted in her share of the inheritance after her father died in 2004. They didn't find a will in the casket. Nash, who was facing trial, instead agreed to plead guilty to charges of criminal mischief, interference with a cemetery, conspiracy, and abuse of a corpse. Her sentencing is scheduled for May 5th.
2: So hold on. They dug him up to try to find the will? Well, it sounds
1: like he was in a vault, so they probably had the keys to the vault, went in there, and all the coffins are stacked up, and they probably went rifling through it. In Britain, I don't know whether this is the case in America, but we have the Human Tissue Act, and you're not allowed to disturb a body for 100 years. And then if they disturb the body, that's then a violation of the Human Tissue Act. What that does mean, of course, is that if uh, unscrupulous cemetery owners wish to reuse your plot, Um, you then have to apply and say, no, we need that to be carried on. I was worried about my great-great-grandparents that are buried in East London Cemetery, and uh, they could, in theory, if they wanted to, they won't do it, but they could, in theory, then use those plots again because they're so old. But uh, that goes against the Human Tissue Act if it's more than 100 years old. I shall give you points. That's a very informative story, and I shall give you two. I have one more story tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings (laughs) retired new york police department officer says he saw a ghost amongst the rubble of 9-11 attacks a retired police officer with the grim task of looking for human remains after the 9-11 attacks says he saw a female ghost as he sifted through the rubble former nypd lieutenant frank mara has recounted his ghostly experience on the tragic day in 2001 in his new book from landfill to hallowed ground He described the apparitions seen at Staten Island in the wake of the attack as African-American and dressed in white in the style of a Second World War red cross worker. Mara saw the ghost from around 50 yards away, but whenever he tried to focus on her, she disappeared. It's always true, isn't it, that you see things out of the corner of your eye and then when you go to look, there's nothing there. That's very true. He said, I thought she was trying to help us. You could clearly see it was a person. Over the years, she slipped from his mind. But in 2013, he interviews a retired crime scene detective for his book. The the interviewee asked him, Did you ever hear stories about the old Red Cross worker trying to serve sandwiches and coffee out by the sifters? It hit me like a ton of bricks. I had put that dormant. And it just reminded me that I remembered seeing her, Mara said. Other cops also said that they'd seen the ghostly woman. Mara added that a psychic told him it may have been a spirit guide helping people to the afterlife in the wake of the disaster. How on earth do you see a full-bodied apparition of a person wearing a 1940s red cross uniform and then forget about it? i find that remarkable surely how many ghosts do you see in your lifetime one or two if you're not investigating the paranormal and you're not in haunted buildings all weekend i mean in an average lifetime you're not going to see that many he sees an apparition then has to be reminded of it several years after the event because he'd forgotten it's almost like oh and by the way now i remember seeing that alien and traveling inside the ufo (laughs) i swear i'd forget my head if it wasn't screwed on well i guess it depends on how tight the aliens put it back If you see a UFO, if you see a ghost, surely how how do you forget that? How does one forget that?
2: I think that he's actually been traumatized by it, maybe. And so you force yourself to forget because nobody will believe you anyway.
1: Yes, I remember when my uh, uncle Frank showed me some magic once, and uh, I was uh, blocking that out. He didn't turn out to be my uncle at all, he was just, <laughs> just a friend of my granddad's apparently. Mm-hmm. He still writes every Christmas, which is nice Well, of don't him. you
2: think that could be the case? Yeah. That nobody's going to believe you, so I'll just forget about it?
1: Um, I guess Yeah, I mean, a psychologist would say that if you acknowledge something, you then have to deal with it. If you're in an elevator and it's packed full of people and someone farts, everyone pretends it didn't happen because if you acknowledge it, you then have to deal with it. And it's He who smelt it, dealt (laughs) it. That's the sort (laughs) of thing, yeah. So this is where we are. Bearing in mind we're in an airtight um, recording studio (laughs) at the moment. Do do bear that in mind. We come to the end of the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. (laughs) Greg is yet to score. I'm on two. Heather's on minus three, despite her pleas for no marks. And Kim... Is on tour as well. We run flashlight in hand through the rubble pretending we're not seeing anything into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's hairy beasties and green men. Heather, what have you got for me tonight (laughs) in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology?
2: (laughs) Uh, Peruvian men capture video of a flying humanoid. Does
1: that count? Yes, that sounds about right. That (laughs) would be an unidentified flying humanoid.
2: Okay, a group of Peruvian men last Sunday captured on video the images of an unidentified flying being they referred to as a humanoid. Radio and television producer Cesar Rodriguez and his team told UFO investigator Anthony Choi that they were in the city of Puerto Maldonado on March 6th. That'll do. When they captured (laughs) (laughs) the oddity. What? (laughs)
1: Nothing. You keep going.
2: The men. If you say it quick enough, no one will know. <laughs> the men produced a two-minute-long Spanish-speaking film, in which the alleged entity can be seen slowly flying over a church.
1: I'm sure I've seen a two-minute Spanish talking. Well I, only needed, uh, well, I only needed two minutes. The film may have been longer.
2: <laughs> the dark human-like silhouette was reportedly visible for about five minutes prior to it vanishing. It's like a humanoid, Rodriguez said in the video. It's like an animal or something, he
1: adds. If it's like an animal, it's not like a humanoid, I'm is it? I'm
2: just reading his quotes. Okay. <laughs> the men appear to be struggling to keep a constant visual contact with the supposed humanoid, but the camera seems to be able to capture the entire sighting. It's not there, but then you can see it in the camera. Rodriguez explains as the other men around announce it disappears. That's crazy, isn't it? You can only see it in the camera now. The unidentified creature then gets lost behind the clouds. It came out of nowhere, and then it vanished. The video has garnered more than 53,000 views as of Saturday evening. Purported videos of flying humanoids over the South American skies have attracted the attention of hundreds of thousands before. In 2008, TV show Primer Impacted broadcasted the video of what some had called a flying witch, Causing a panic among the residents of Nuevo Leon, Mexico.
1: New Lion, Nuevo Leon. I'm guessing. Is that it? I don't know. (laughs) That's new lying, isn't it?
2: You're lying? What?
1: New new lion. (laughs) I know I'm speaking English and it's a problem for you Americans, but do try and keep up.
2: You're speaking English, Mexican, (laughs) Spanish, whatever. I get by. Choi, who claims to have been investigating similar cases since 2010, says he is open to suggestions from the viewers that help identify the anomaly seen in Rodriguez's video.
1: Before you mentioned it, I was actually gonna bring up the Mexico video of the witch. If anyone gets a chance, go onto YouTube, typing Mexico and witch, and you literally see what looks like a witch on a broomstick flying over the mountains of Mexico. It's a very creepy.
2: And How old bizarre. is it?
1: Video, I would say that's probably about 10 15 years old now. Really, yeah, it's worth a look. It's just very odd and very strange, and you can't quite work out what it is. The other thing that's very odd, if you've never seen it before, there's a piece of footage on YouTube called something like Argentinian Gnome. And what you see is a group of kids at night time just hanging out with their bikes, you know, in the street. And then from nowhere, this gnome appears, and it's only a couple of feet high and it makes barking noises and it's got a pointy hat like a gnome in a garden all it's missing is a fishing rod and they this gnome goes chasing after these kids and the kids go screaming and one of them leaves a shoe behind and it's a very strange and dark video so again if anyone wants to see that that's really odd and bizarre (laughs) there's some strange things out there very strange indeed where's my point where's your point you're quick off the mark aren't you (laughs) i'm going to be really generous and give you three so you're now on zero great (laughs) <laughs> i have a story here from scotland which of course is the enemy it says this is final proof perhaps that the loch ness monster exists tourist new video shows nessie emerge tourists visiting loch ness in scotland revealed shock new footage that could be the best proof yet of nessie when a black hump emerges from the dark waters of britain's biggest loch, as connie ross and her daughter Rochelle were taking pictures the opportunity was too good to miss but the pair were so mesmerised for those vital few seconds, their chance of capturing a rare close-up image of Nessie was gone. Instead, they filmed the aftermath as the mysterious object sank to just below the surface and moved away in the lock leaving behind a perfect circle of disturbed water. How convenient. There's never a decent <laughs> picture of these things, isn't there? It's either nope. blurred or you're just getting the tail end of it. Connie said, my father drove us down to the lock last Tuesday. He stayed in the car park and my daughter and granddaughter walked down to go around the castle and then take pictures by the lockside. It was about one thirty pm in the afternoon and I still had my camera. Rochelle had her tablet and we were taking pictures when my daughter Heather pointed out something in the water it wasn't me it wasn't you it'd be too cold i suspect (laughs) she said it looked like a big black belly okay (laughs) i gave everyone a chance to jump in and get some points we looked and we could see this big disturbance quite a way out and this big black object in the middle of it kim Ever seen a big black object coming at you out of the water? No. Oh, that's right. You take showers. I forgot. We were so mesmerized. <laughs> we didn't immediately think of taking pictures, although we had the cameras in our hands. By the time we realized what we were seeing and began filming and snapping away, the object had sank virtually out of sight and moved away further into the lock, leaving behind a perfect circle of water like a well pool. I'm surprised the show River Monsters has not dipped a line in the water of Loch Ness. Has yes, show. It? I don't believe so. There's a show, isn't there, where a guy goes around. He's a British guy. Yes, you are. He's a biology teacher. How cool would it be that your biology teacher at school, in his summer holidays, goes around the world filming River Monsters? It's quite remarkable. If anything was pulled out of the loch in Scotland that large, the first thing they'd do is batter it and fry it and they'd serve it with chips. That's how things are. <laughs> I swear that's the case. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology?
0: New species of catfish named Greedo after Star Wars Bounty Hunter.
1: Yes, I remember Greedo. Yeah. Isn't he the one that got mm. shot under the table by Han Solo in the bar? Am yes. I getting. idiot? I'm sorry, I'm yep. using. I'll give myself nope, points. That's just for all right. One. Yeah, you go for it.
0: <laughs> Uh, three new species of sucker mouth armored catfish have been discovered in South America, and one of them is named after Greedo of Rhodia, the enigmatic, somewhat controversial bounty hunter killed by Han Solo at Ch- uh, Chalmun's spaceport cantina in episode four. I think you can say so anything you, it you right. want. It's, it's Star Wars. You can say <laughs> right. anything
1: you want. It's the famous scene that got edited by um, George Lucas, where in the original Star Wars um Greedo pulled his gun first and han then killed him but when he re-edited and reproduced that star wars films just to make more money for himself he actually caused a lot of controversy amongst star wars fans because in the re-edited version han shot first so there's a whole website and youtube videos dedicated to did han shoot first it's okay very, I, i'm just i it, didn't know that it's, I'm, I'm i'm a fan of star wars it was the first film i ever saw as a child so i'm seven years old i'm taken to the cinema by my dad in east london it's the odeon in romford huge massive screen 1920s art deco you know gold embossed red leather red le- um, plush you know red seats like you get in a cinema and then the music starts up of star wars and then you get the you know far far away and uh, then you see the big ship you know starting out and and i just sat there wide-eyed thinking oh my god every film at the cinemas like this Um, Of course, that wasn't the case because in the same year I watched Flash Gordon. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm interrupting. I'm reminiscing about Star Wars.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, That particular catfish was discovered in 1998 by researchers along the Garupi River in Brazil.
1: So this week's news is brought to us by catfish found in 1998. Well, there's more. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking to take points away. How dare me.
0: Now we're going to jump to 2005. Well, you were getting
1: closer. An (laughs) Auburn University
0: trio led by Jonathan Armbruster obtained the specimen for a paper they were preparing about the genus Pecolicia. It wasn't until a decade later... So now we're up to 2015. We're getting there. When, while examining the characteristics, an archaeologist lab mate said, that looks like that guy from Star Wars. (laughs) After a little prodding, I realized he was talking about Greedo. We then knew what the name had to be. So they named it. The reddish-brown, small to medium-sized catfish, has a uniformly colored head, no spots or modeling, and the largest of the specimens they examined is 7.8 centimeters long, Its sucker mouth, protruding bristles, and large dark eyes make it a pretty good fishy doppelganger for greedle. And what does it taste like? Catfish.
1: It's very interesting. If you find a new species, you can call it whatever you want, of course. Yes. So uh, they say in Britain, I don't know whether it's the case here, they say in Britain if you spend an hour in your backyard, you will come across a species of insect that's never been found before. There's that many insects out there that haven't been categorized yet. That's remarkable, isn't it? You were looking at me as if I'm mad. This is the God's honest it looks truth. Looks like
2: you have a plan.
1: I have a plan to go into the garden to find an insect that's never been found before. Wouldn't it be great to have an insect? What sp- would you name it? Well, this is the thing you see. Uh, an, in- an entomologist is an expert. Colin. Colin the <laughs> stag beetle. Trevor. No? I just think, <laughs> wouldn't it be great to grab an entomologist, go out into the garden, root around in the undergrowth, pick up an insect and say, this one? And the entomologist goes, no. Did you pick up another one? This one? No. What about this one? No. You could be there for an hour and then you pick one up and goes, what about this? And they'd be like, oh, I've never seen one of those before. We shall call him Colin. There we go. And that's how Colin the Beatle was named. Right, time for none For more informative paranormal madness, please stay tuned. After these short messages from our sponsors, the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group meets bi-monthly to discuss all things paranormal. Speaking of, what's
2: that? (laughs) Naming something. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: I read that out once. We've been doing this. This is like the 38th show we've ever done. In, in, you know, what I'm saying is, there was one occasion when I read that opening line and it reads, the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group meets Bi-Monthly. And for whatever reason, I must have been tired or or just drained. And I just read the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group meets My Bumfly. So whenever I read that, My Bumfly has never been found. So if we find My (laughs) Bumfly, I can name it Colin. (laughs) It sits between my bottom cheeks like a Couple of badly parked VW bugs trying to get out, and if it ever comes to the surface, we shall name him Colin. That's why I laugh <laughs> every week. There's an in joke, so I'm letting the listeners know that when I read this out, when I and say, "and we laugh," oh, I laugh so hard a small amount. of we came out back in the day. I remember. But if I read out the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group meets Bi-Monthly and you hear me smirking, it's because I remember reading a year ago My Bumfly, and everyone in the studio is now looking at me because they remember that incident as well. It's almost expected that I shall laugh. So the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group meets My Bumfly to discuss all things paranormal. The group's primary focus is on the topic of UFOs, but they also delve into alien abductions, cryptozoology, Bigfoot crop circles, Ghosts, beetles named Colin, and witches that suddenly appear in the ghosts and hauntings round. Come with an open <laughs> mind and be prepared to discover the who, what, when, where, why, and how of these phenomena. Meetings are from 7 to p.m. Central Time in the Banquet Room of the American Legion Club in Wake Park, Minnesota. For more information, visit their website, lapig. Dot org for people who believe that standing in a cold dark basement in the middle of the night for hours and end is perfectly normal the minnesota chapter of the mutual ufo network mufon meets the second saturday of every month at the new brighton community center new brighton minnesota meetings are from two to five two to not PM Central (laughs) and include investigation reports, open mic, book reviews, videos, and guest speakers. Anyone with an interest in UFOs is welcome to attend, and you may even find some friends. For anyone who's experienced a UFO (laughs) sighting or knows someone who has, this is the place to be. I'm sure they talk about Star Wars constantly. Meeting agendas, driving directions, and tons of UFO information can be found at MN. Mufon.org. I would love to hear from you if you would like your business or product advertised live on more questions and answers, reaching the nation and beyond with informative, well educated listeners of good taste and a love of the paranormal and all things oddly intriguing. In the lyrics and the words of the reggae legend that is Johnny Nash, there are indeed more questions than answers. And the more I find out, the less I know which means I'm probably less intelligent than when the show started. I'm your host, Adrian Lee, famous for being banned in Lithuania. By the way, we have listeners in Lithuania. Yes. So the uh, person that's listening in Vilnius in Lithuania, a big hello to them. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. Um, see, even though I'm banned in Lithuania, they can stay. we have one <laughs> listener. So I'm grateful. Whoever that is in Vilnius, come and say hello to me um on facebook or track me down i'd love to hear from you and i think uh, i think i'm right in england are playing a soccer match shortly where they're going to be playing lithuania so it's going to be very interesting and for the annoying inability to say
2: squirrel oh,
1: <laughs> minus one oh. abominable snowman <laughs> i've said abominable snowman so many times now that i've actually managed to crack it It's almost like, do you know when you're scared of spiders? So a psychologist says just keep looking at spiders, touching spiders, doing everything, take them to the park, hold hands, buy them ice creams, hang out with them. This is what we're doing. I couldn't say originally abominable snowman. It went abominable and we went on for about a day. And I laughed. So when I had stories about the abominable snowman back in the day, I cut that out and just called it the Yeti. Yes. The thing is, I've said abominable so many times now that i don't have a problem saying abominable snowman anymore i just thought i would share that i don't know what's abominable about him what is abominable abominable means repulsive doesn't it repugnant i feel bad for that snowman
2: yes the yeti (laughs) is sad too
1: yes he's very unhappy he will be writing in i am sure i have no idea where i am anymore if you've just joined us then where have you been and what have what could have been more important many things i suspect if you have stayed with me then let me raise your spirits further by saying that we still have 50 percent of the show still left to go hurrah and a happy dance all the way around the room with the unhappy snowman two snowmen one says to the other one can you smell carrots Remember, you can contact the show at any time via. That's the only snowman joke I've got. Wow! Remember, you can contact the show at any time via our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Rule of tonight's stories and much, much more can be found in glorious detail and Technicolor for your perusal, including all the photographs and videos that accompany our stories. You can also write to me and send me your stories at mqta at rocketmail dot com, and you can access my Twitter account at Adrian underscore lee underscore tips come and join the fun on there we're posting regularly we have over forty-two thousand followers so thank you to all those individuals i've now been handed a fresh cup of tea and the promise of cookies i have fresh flashlight batteries and my mother has thankfully now stopped snoring in the room next door so onwards we march we are into the round that is the strange and the bizarre the stories from around the world which were just too fabulous just too amazing not to include in the show but don't come under any other category not that that bothers you heather (laughs) so if this story is not strange and bizarre questions will be asked okay heather we're in the round strange and bizarre what have you got for me in the week's news of the strange and the bizarre
2: powdered alcohol is
1: now legal in the u.s powdered alcohol where do you rub that in is that like baby powder
2: oh don't do that to a baby that would
1: be rough wouldn't it that's gonna sting isn't it
2: alcohol in a powdered form called pelcohol was approved for sale by the u.s alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau last week
1: it's just different ways in this country to get alcohol and drugs into your body
2: i can't that's like a little kool-aid packet
1: i know you have to uh, you have to mix it with water like like i think a pint. so
2: well let me read on and okay. then you can, there can be
1: people just necking powder i know or sniffing it Maybe put it on donuts
2: you know what i mean you sniff sniffing. it up your nose oh
1: you're talking about doing a line of alcohol
2: doing a line of wine
1: <laughs> doing a line of wine <laughs> isn't she a famous singer Alana? No, okay, just me. Fair enough.
2: Uh, That means you can have a shot of vodka or rum just by adding water
1: (laughs) to a pouch. There will be people (laughs) diluting that with alcohol. You know it. Oh,
2: no. Or if you prefer, it also comes in three cocktail versions. Adding six ounces of soda or juice to the contents of a pouch makes a standard mixed drink. Some health experts and officials, however, are worried that the easily consumable, easily concealed pouches could lead to abuse by underage drinkers. It's like
1: sherbet, isn't it? You just dip your finger in it and, you know like powder
2: you dip your fingers in sherbet yeah
1: don't you do that as a kid no you do have sherbet dip dabs in this country you buy a little pouch from the candy store and it's got sherbet in it and you dick your thing no <laughs> no <laughs> we'll leave that there <laughs> we no, could be taken I- off the air at any moment
2: yes you don't dip your finger in oh, sherbet is ice cream
1: no it's how long have we got sherbet sherbet Flavoured. it's sherbet sherbet, sherbet. <laughs> got you your orange sherbet yeah baby oh behave. it's ice cream it's 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 sherbet flavored ice cream sherbet is an ice cream it's the flavor of the ice cream
2: is it no, we have orange sherbet, raspberry sherbet. Rainbow sherbet.
1: <laughs> yes, it's stuff that it's, it's flavored like the rainbow. We'll have this discussion later. Uh, I'm not about to use up valuable radio time <laughs> by discussing sherbet flavors. Our listeners are not tuning in in the strange and the bizarre <gasps> to hear me justify what sherbet flavored ice cream is. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, just last week, four varieties of Pelkahol have been approved. Uh, Puerto Rican rum vodka distilled four times don't ask i don't know cosmopolitan and powderita just taste like a margarita
1: are they actually alcoholic or is it just the flavor
2: no it's they're alcoholic How do they it's get the powder? Alcohol- i don't know okay
1: there's more questions than answers <laughs>
2: the lemon drop is expected to be approved shortly if that helps not really oh okay states can also regulate alcohol sales Senator Chuck Schumer of New York has introduced legislation to make illegal the production and sale of this Kool-Aid for underage drinking. Youths are going to be very vulnerable to this. And uh, the flavored powders may appeal to young people, he adds, and teens may end up ingesting higher amounts or even mix it with powdered drugs. I didn't think of that.
1: I'm already thinking that this can be put into cakes. <laughs> to donuts. i already what? ice creams. I mean, you know, the world Rum is your cake. There you go. Oh. That works.
2: Uh, Arizona-based Lipsmark hopes to start selling Pelcohol this summer, according to its website. Creator Mark Phillips originally intended Pelcohol for hikers, campers, kayakers, and bicyclists who wanted to enjoy an adult beverage without having to carry around extra bottles and cans in addition to water.
1: What's the worst thing can happen, isn't it, if you're kayaking in the wildernesses or on a or bicycle? mountain climbing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Let's have some of this alcohol powder while I'm climbing this mountain. What could possibly go wrong? I have no idea. That's ridiculous. And that is strange and bizarre. It is. So I shall give you two points. You are now on a positive integer, and you are on one. Yay! I've got a story here that says Hampstead Witch Doctor who cheated $2.5 million from wealthy victims ordered to pay back just $200,000. A witch doctor who defrauded the sick and elderly of $2.5 million has been ordered to pay back just 200000 or face a minimum of three extra years behind bars. That's if a pretty good turnaround. She, if she fails to pay, I was, this is the point, this uh, entire story is based on how um, bad it is that she only has to pay a small amount but they have seized her assets and they are selling things off so bear with me okay. however juliette de souza 60 could end up paying slightly more as police are still working out the value of a riverside home she is said to own in suriname de souza conned 11 wealthy victims out of huge sums by claiming she could cure their illnesses and improve their fertility by hanging money from a tree in the south american country however the funds are just a fraction of what she stole so if greg hangs a dollar from the tree outside kim you're in for a long night is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> the funds will be scra- we'll come back next week we will be a dollar richer <laughs> <laughs> hey, <hurrah! laughs> we'll know if greg's got some stammer if we go outside and there's 25 dollar bills now to the tree
2: or 27 cents <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the benefit of staying on the air we won't go into that story <laughs> Needless to say that 27 cents is... Uh,
2: Means something. Is the going rate, <laughs> apparently.
1: <laughs> In Mountain Lake. Who knew? That's twice at a cigarette break in between. The funds will be scraped together from a fire sale of the belongings she amassed during her fifteen year con. Although the final figure has been slashed by a third to take account of depreciation in value. Around seventy thousand dollars worth of jewelry recovered by police, including two Cartier watches and a vintage Rolex, is expected to fetch fifty thousand dollars in cash judge ian carston said there are a number of people who have been badly affected by the defendant's conduct who i see are present in the public gallery they have a contingent interest in my findings as to what the available assets are because it's up to the court to make a compensation order and i would be minded to do that Judge carston added, I'm afraid it will be quite a small pot. The dividend is going to be quite small, unfortunately, excluding the valuation of the house. There is only one hundred sixty thousand dollars left available. It's interesting, surely any good witch doctor or psychic would know ultimately that they're going to be caught. Do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. If this woman's doing what she says she can do, how come she's been caught by the police? Surely if the police are on their way, the psychic suddenly thinks, hang on, the police are on their way. I'm going to take all those dollar bills off the tree outside and I'm off. I'm going to do a runner. I'm going to live in the south of France, drinking yes. alcohol powders and having small midgets bring them to me on trays. Yes. With beetles called Colin.
2: That's right. She's
1: got everything planned. out. So how, you know, if you feel that good, surely, you know, the fact that she's been caught would suggest she doesn't know what she's doing, in my opinion. I shall give myself points for being informative. There we go. That's what you call it, huh? (laughs) Yes, I've now added another two to my score. I'm now on six. Kim, you're currently on four, so you could bring back parity. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Strange and Bizarre?
0: Child revived almost two hours after drowning, but how? Late Last Wednesday evening, a 22-month-old child tripped and fell into an icy tributary of Buffalo Creek outside Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. The boy was quickly swept downstream for about a quarter of a mile before being washed up on a grassy knoll, which was where a neighbor later found him. I
1: thought he was going to say on a grassy knoll where there was a gunman who just shot Kennedy in the head. (laughs) I have to tell you, before before we go any further, in last summer, um, Kim actually had some fabulous melons, and uh, we went out into the yard, and they were growing there on the earth, and... uh, I don't know if you want to tell this story or not, but Greg I've never seen a gun before. They don't exist in Britain. If if you're caught with a gun in Britain you get fifteen years in jail. So I've I've never seen one. But Greg as a farmer has a gun and uh we went out into the yard and we positioned a melon on a fence post and we stood a hundred yards away with the gun and I had my first go at firing a gun and uh The bullet went into the melon and it exploded, and it was just like the JFK assassination. It was very impressive. So, I'm getting a flavour of things. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, I wasn't (laughs) on a grassy knoll, though. I was in uh, Kim and Greg's backyard, is where I am. Do continue. I do apologise. I just thought I'd share that with people. It's too soon. Too soon. 1963, and it's still too soon. Okay, I'm done. There's nothing else.
0: (laughs) Okay, the infant had no pulse and was not breathing at the time of discovery and may have been in the 34-degree water for as long as 30 minutes. Emergency services were immediately called, and as soon as they arrived, they began to perform CPR on him, which continued uninterrupted as they made their way to the hospital before boarding a helicopter destined for Geisinger. Upon arrival, the child still had no pulse, and his body temperature was a mere 77 degrees, which is normal, is 98.6 so attempts to resuscitate him were continued alongside administering fluids to him. The medical team was ready to admit him into surgery in order to place him on a heart bypass machine, but a pulse was finally detected after 20 minutes, so doctors decided to carry on with the resuscitation and warming efforts. Amazingly, CPR was carried out for a total of one hour and 40 minutes. Wow. Once he reached a more reasonable body temperature, the boy was given blood pressure medicine and placed on a ventilator. Amazingly, he woke up at 2 a.m. Thursday, and despite everything, he suffered no neurological damage. Five days on, he returned home with his parents, who said he was healthy, smiling, and talking again.
1: What you're saying is, basically, if we fall into a river or crack through the ice of a lake, it would be better if we were a small child. Yes. It's interesting. People have died for a number of hours and have fallen through the ice and have been resuscitated. But the thing that springs to mind with that story is that how many children... Have actually died, and they haven 't bothered for an hour and a half to then resuscitate them, where as if they 'd have tried at some point they would have got them back. How many after ten minutes said you know we 're going to call that a day, and uh, we can 't resuscitate and then you know an hour and a half later they 've resuscitated that child. It makes me wonder how many kids have slipped by because they didn't expand upon that and didn't take it beyond a point where a doctor says we 're done here now and makes yeah, the decision very possible do you see what i mean it's very interesting i mean there's been people waking up in morgues of course there was a case of a woman who woke up in a morgue in france who they'd considered to be dead and They were just about to harvest her organs which was rather scary that's a fabulous mm-hmm. story i should give you two points and you are now on six greg is on one i'm on six heather's on one and kim is also on six and we run into the round that is not for your mother these are the stories of the week where your mother shouldn't be in the room where any Young children that have fallen through the ice and have just been resuscitated are listening. If anyone is of a nervous disposition, they need to remove themselves because these are the stories that can't be read at any other time of the show. These are the stories that are going to get us taken off the air and banned, and Probably. there'll be fines and all kinds of yep. strange and bizarre things. So you have been warned. If you are now offended from this point on, you only have yourselves to blame heather what have you got for me tonight in the round that is not for your mother
2: well this comes from amazon.com
1: so it must be true
2: it is the go girl female urination device and it comes in lavender
1: there's a female urination device
2: yes and it's called go girl
1: isn't that what your urepha franklin does what okay
2: <laughs> where's your minus points
1: i'm not giving myself minus points what is wrong first, with you i'm
2: going to describe it for you
1: i thought you say first i'm gonna wee no for the benefit of <laughs> i our, might
2: be able to do it standing up now thank f- you for the
1: benefit <laughs> of our listeners heather's now gone into a crouching position and has her jeans around her knees
2: you don't have to with this just no. saying okay it's Hard side. I
1: stand corrected.
2: Oh, no. Uh, It's made in the USA.
1: Of course it is. The only thing that's made in the USA now is standing up female urination devices. Yeah, it's fabulous. (laughs) Who says this country doesn't have any business anymore or industry?
2: (laughs) It allows women the convenience of going to the bathroom standing up, reusable, and can be washed with soap and water. Includes a reusable, reusable. A storage tube with a baggy and tissue, I you thought, know,
1: just in case. I thought women could hover. What? I thought women could hover.
2: Who told you that?
1: Well, I've, I've got a pan cam going on. I've seen this. I have, oh, I have YouTube wait, videos. Really? Uh,
2: it's if anyone me- wants
1: to go to PanCam.com, <laughs> no, that may exist. I don't actually go to that site. That, that may actually really exist.
2: Uh, uh, made from medical grade silicone that conforms to your body. And it's a pink tube with lavender Go Girl. Uh, the Go Girl is simple sanitary device made from germ resistant medical grade silicone that allows women the benefit of going to the bathroom so you, standing up. You now up.
1: have the, uh, the fabulous opportunity to go up against a tree and know what men have experienced for the last three that's million right years. now don't nothing, get ahead nothing no of me. there's nothing don't better than weighing up against a tree
2: don't get ahead of me no i swear oh i should. thought i saw something by the way this is another story but you're
1: going to tell me the stories you didn't read tonight and still more yes, points for them i see
2: i saw somewhere that they were testing the anti-urination thing like in europe <laughs> against a building yeah
1: no, yes, yeah, Le- true.
2: Yes. I had thought I saw a story about In that. In London,
1: on a Friday and Saturday night, they drop urination devices in the streets because so many people are coming out of nightclubs and bars at three in the morning and just weeing everywhere that all the old buildings that date back to the 17th (laughs) century are falling apart due to the uric acid so if you have the opportunity to go into london you can see people merrily weeing down the streets but this
2: supposed device doesn't allow them to do it because they get shocked or something from doing that yeah do you
1: know how many people die every year from shock no from being on a train platform, a station platform, and urinating onto the tracks. And no, uh, i never heard and of there's that. A, there's a current, of course, runs through the tracks that means… From the wee. Electric- from the train. <laughs> and, of course, electricity <laughs> jumps. So you're yes. having a wee right you're weeing on it's late on a saturday night you're in london you're on the underground you're on the platform nature takes its course you urinate onto the uh, rails below and the current which is like two hundred thousand million volts or something ridiculous jumps up the urination and you end up holding a piece of pizzled charcoal in your hand where your willy used to be
2: did you ever pee on an electric fence greg no i haven't have you seen someone that did
1: No, I haven't. Why are you even on the show? Can't you? (laughs) 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 Make it up. (laughs) Have you heard of someone that did? (laughs) Nope. Okay. I'm not going to tell that story. I just want to say there's something very, very kind of animalistic about urinating outside. It's like marking up your territory. Women need to experience what it's like. I have went
2: more than my share outside. I'm a... Rural meal carrier. We have to go anywhere we can. So it's
1: possible that if you're driving around the mountain I should lake, get a go-girl. Okay.
2: Yep. It's easier to get, get in. come into
1: someone's gas tank, I'm guessing, at that point.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, the
1: easy to use... <laughs> can you to put alcohol devi- powders in someone's gas tank?
2: Oh. No, I'm just
1: saying. Look at you're
2: making plans. I am. Uh, the easy to use device is reusable or disposable, and the small storage tube fits easily into a purse or a backpack. Go girl. A backpack?
1: Christ, <laughs> How big's that woman? If you've, got to, if you've got to put the device into a backpack it, and carry it around with you, how Go big is that woman? Girl is
2: meant for active traveling and germ conscious women who don't have access to a sit down toilet or who don't want to use unfit facilities. Okay. Now I'm going to give you
1: so people a in France.
2: fabulous review. And listeners, beware. There's some language in here. Well, this know. is an Amazon review. This person gave. The Go Girl, five stars. Um, this review was written by Don Elizabeth. And it says, and I quote.
1: I bet this woman never thought her review would be read out on radio going all over the well, world. Well, she
2: shouldn't have made it public. And Lithuania. And Lithuania. Um, I peed everywhere. That bush? Yep. Peed on it. That tree? Uh-huh. Uh, peed
1: on that. Imagine the neighbours saying, "What's Dawn doing next door? She's in and out of her garden constantly. What's she doing?" And she's out drinking
2: there? a lot of coffee. God, I've never seen a woman drink so much. Uh, those tiny woodland creatures, screw she's you! She's weaning on woodland creatures. <laughs> screw you, bitches! Peed on them.
1: There's, there are websites where you can see people urinating on woodland creatures.
2: What? Um, oh no, no, no. no. Um, I peed in the sun. I peed in the rain. I just peed for fun i peed down a drain i peed in the light i peed in the dark i peed left and right what it is in the
1: park this is what a man does this is what it's like to be a man
2: she had it was liberating for her
1: yes i'm telling you that i told you that 10 minutes ago um
2: you just hold it in place pull your pants down just enough for it to stick out and pee no taking your pants all the way off. No squatting. No. I like the axi- idea. What
1: that someone else holds it in place for you.
2: Oh, stop <laughs> wiggling it around!
1: You're getting it on my fingers
2: and my shoes. Oh God! It's uh, <laughs> no accidentally peeing down the side of your leg. When you're done, you just shake it out, rinse it if you can, and stick it back into the container. That's what easy, men do. Easy, we rinse it out,
1: shake it around, peasy. and put it back in.
2: Uh, The directions say to try this at home first in your own toilet. I did not do that, and it was fine. However, my friend, on the other hand, who also got a go-girl for our long weekend adventure, I don't want to know, tried it for the first time after several bottles
1: of wine. So these are two girls that are going for weekend adventures and want to experience what it's like to wee standing up.
2: Don't do it. Uh, She didn't pee on anything except herself, so maybe follow the directions unless you're as awesome as I am, especially if you've gone through, like, a bottle and a half of red and white wine in, like, 45 minutes, I'm just saying. Also, mine is lavender and hers is khaki. I don't think what's that made a of,
1: difference. What's the smell of khaki? <laughs> I can Just for men, the smell of khaki.
2: <laughs> I don't think that made a difference in peace skill, but I feel like I was more fashionable when doing it. They should make more colors, though, a girl can coordinate her penis
1: with her outfit. You could wear a rainbow.
2: Either way, I can't wait until winter so I can try to write my name in the snow.
1: Yes, but it's going to be not. in her girlfriend's <laughs>
2: handwriting.
1: <laughs> Controversial.
2: Neen-er, neen-er, neen-er.
0: I have a story here Where's that my said,
1: well, God almighty.
0: <laughs> I've actually seen those at the sporting goods stores. Oh, God. <laughs> have you really? Yes.
1: <laughs> they sell them in shields, do Don't they? Don't you
0: remember, Greg? I picked it up and showed it to you. I'm oh. like, Take a look at this. <laughs> Wow! Yep. I want one of my Christmas stocking now.
1: <laughs> well, I'll see what can be arranged. Would you like it wrapped or just smelling of car key? I have a story that says Would you work as a brothel tester? Website wants people to rate sex services. A brothel is advertising for quality control testers to check the standards of their services. The brothel in the German capital Berlin is looking for both men and women to check quality cleanliness and safe sex practices and to see that their brothels offer value for money by the way we have many listeners in germany so if you're out there thank you for listening in germany the advert appeared on kaufmik.com which translates as buyme.com a social media platform for sex workers clients brothels and companies specializing in the erotic business according to the advert the job is for an international company with more than 120 120, 120 workers in Germany, China and Spain. The ad claims to want people with a university degree, preferably a degree in business with experience of brothels and a full health certificate. So a degree in business, experience of brothels, um, I don't know why they just don't go recruiting in the Republican Party. (laughs) (laughs) Controversial. Bit of politics there. Satire, that's called. A multilingual person is desired with knowledge of French a particular advantage, so you need to be good in a foreign tongue. The ad says practical experience with many years of brothel visits necessary. How many people are going to apply to that? I've got 10 years experience of brothel visits. Wow. You should enjoy it. Not me personally. Don't cut that out, Greg, and just post that out there. <laughs> He's going to do that. He's going to cut that out. And at some point in the future, you're going to hear me saying, I've got 10 years of experience of brothel visits. You should enjoy having fun with people and you should not be afraid of contact, I still think they need to look in the clergy as well. Germany legislised oh. prostitution a decade ago, but it is still hotly debated subject. In 2009, Julius Dreyer and his two brothers founded kathmik.com for sex workers, aiming to improve the profession by creating a market for independent prostitutes. Dreyer said, our vision is to see sex work as an equal and fully accepted part of society. Well, it is, of course the oldest profession kim what have you got for me tonight you will bring up the rear Our final story in the round of not for your mother and the show that is more questions than answers
0: gwyneth paltrow touts vaginal steaming as an energetic release
1: vaginal steaming does that get rid of blackheads (laughs) (laughs) is that where you put your head over a bowl of hot water with a tea towel over you and some sort of no is she doing that with her bits is she squatting on a bowl of hot water Kim, do continue. I, I'm just wandering <laughs> off. I was
0: waiting to see what all ideas you came up with. No,
1: I'm, I'm thinking out aloud is the problem.
0: <laughs> Leave it to Gwyneth Paltrow to suggest a must-do thing that we didn't even know was a thing people get done. Did they do that in the 70s?
1: Don't know. It's like a dumpling, <laughs> isn't it? That's what you get in Chinese <laughs> restaurants. It's like a dumpling. It would end up looking like a dumpling, I tell you. Uh, Dim Dimsung. That's what it's going to end up looking like. It's do going you to be even poached. know what that is? What? Poached. Uh, what? Dim sum. It's a dumpling, I tell you. Okay. Isn't it what you get with plum sauce? Why I'm are, just are you
2: asking you... me? You sounded you... confident for two you... seconds.
1: Well, if you say it confidently, people <laughs> believe you. If you have a British accent, this is what I've discovered. So does it look like a Chinese dumpling, hmm. or is it just me? He
0: wants to know if there's a picture, Kim. No, there's no picture.
1: We already know what Gwyneth Paltrow's pubic hair looks like because we had a story six months ago that says it looks like seaweed.
2: Rocking the 70s, wasn't yep. it? That's or, right. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I went and got out my yeah. Jackson 5 LPs and sang Rockin' Robin and ABC. It was all fluffy and like an afro, apparently. Did you grow it out? Not me.
0: <laughs> wasn't it her girlfriend's? They were all at her house and they decided yes. that she needed to trim it? Yeah.
2: Yes. Get, get, oh, they they yeah. Yeah, they were going to hold her down and yes. shave it like a sheep.
1: Like a plucked chicken. Or turkey. Well, I can't say personally. <laughs> Let me go and get an onion and we'll work on it. <laughs> Could you see why we call this round not for your mother, by the way?
0: Uh, we're talking about the intentional steam treatment of one's lady parts. The real golden ticket here is the Mugworth V Steam she writes at her Goop website. A Talk- Mugworth? Goop. Mugworth? Mugworth.
1: Mugworth. Okay. Set. I don't know what a mugworth is. It's a small town just outside of Hertfordshire, I thought. Who knew that they share the name with a website for Steaming Fannies? Steaming Fannies was fabulous, by the way. I had all their albums. Their third album was the best. One of the best bands ever. How was ever the movie? St- what, Steaming Fannies?
2: <laughs> don't type it in a Google
0: search, please. No, don't please. do that.
1: We'll be, you'll be in all kinds of hurt. Uh,
0: this is a holistic spa in Santa Monica. You sit on what is essentially a mini throne, and a combination of infrared and mugwort steam cleanses your uterus and all the rest.
1: And a small Mexican boy blows cigar rings in an upward direction from down below. I've heard it all before. (laughs) Just me. Okay.
0: And to think, up till now we were feeling pretty good about figuring out how to clean our home, office, maybe how to freshen up the interior of our car. It is an energetic release, not just a steam douche, that balances female hormone levels, Paltrow explains. If you're in L.A., you have to do it. Good to know. Want to learn more about a V-Steam and what all it entails? (laughs) Laura Hooper Beck has kindly journeyed to Santa Monica for the experience and written about it in detail for Fast Company. Basically, Beck writes, it's sorcery for your vagina.
1: Sorcery. I'm worried i'm a man and uh i'm concerned there's women now weeing standing up and they're steaming their parts i can't keep up with the world it's all very mysterious and very strange you shall have points kim you are now on nine. would you prefer that they soaked it in cider oh well apple we're gonna go back to the cider jokes are we yes we are how long have you been in cider is that something you're (laughs) interested in i don't know apple cider balsamic that's not a cider is it i'm just going through vinegar vinegar. i'm getting confused it's easily done late on an evening on more questions than answers well all good things come to an end so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter with the dead battery is greg on one point heather you're also on one point so no you're not my paperwork was hiding (laughs) your score you're actually in third place you have four she managed to claw back some points from being on minus I three. I
2: could have won.
1: You could have won if you didn't start on minus three. This is true. <laughs> I have eight points. And in a resplendent first mm. place with the $33,000 IR camera and a small device which allows Kim to wee standing up. And uh, Greg has just walked into the studio with a big bowl of steaming hot water and a towel. It is Kim. She is on nine points do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and i would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee or you can email me at mqta at rocketmail.com you can also join me and follow me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. that's T-I-P-S. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Kim and Greg Gore, and all at the International Paranormal Society, intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.